fight fans all across the globe have been waiting for it's the track star sports mma main card with your man the voice as always let's start off with some headlines and hot takes art davy co-founder of the ufc will be inducted this year during international fight week to the UFC Hall of Fame in the contributor's wing. This is long overdue. I know that Big John McCarthy and Sean Wheelock have been campaigning for this for years now, and I'm so glad to see this take place. Art Davey, along with Horian Gracie, put together the framework for the initial UFC bouts. They pounded the pavement, or and Art specifically, pounded the pavement, finding the fighters, uh, helping to shape the octagon. I mean, just so many different things. His story's phenomenal. He's written a book called Is This Legal, which I believe is being turned into a movie. Um, yeah, it, it, it's absolutely phenomenal. If you have not listened to ESPN's uh, 30 for 30 podcast about UFC 1, I strongly suggest listening to it gives you a lot of great information about the hard work put in by this man to make what I love MMA come to fruition. Earlier this week, an article was released written by Joe Fuentes and then later confirmed by Ariel Hawani on the MMA beat that the UFC is losing patience with its inaugural flyweight champion in the women's division, Nico Montano. She had her tonsils removed recently, but it's nothing that should keep her out of commission so long that she couldn't fight on the Calgary card as they hoped for. Now the UFC is looking to make Alvarez versus Poirier 2 in place of the potential flyweight title match defense against Valentina Shevchenko. Now, Alvarez, he said he is not fighting again without a new contract. This may be the perfect time to make those kinds of demands with the UFC on Fox card in the balance and even possibly a grudge match with Nate Diaz because that's something that's being rumored out there as well is that Diaz is in negotiations to return at UFC 227 in August in Los Angeles. His training partner and former Strikeforce champ, Jake Shields, said just that on the MMA Hour this week. People think that he's holding out for Connor, but it's more so that he wants to ensure that the money's right. Some logical matchups that can be made by that time frame are the aforementioned Underground King, also the welterweight champ who he was linked to fight back in December of 2017, Tyron Woodley, as well as the rising 
Motown phenom Kevin Lee. If not for Ramadan, another grudge match could be settled between the Scrap Pack and the Dagestani Brotherhood as Habib wrestled with, or I should say tussled with the Diaz brothers at a WSOF event some years back. This week, I have a companion episode to the MMA main card. We got a little MMA perspective where I interview Josh Musel. I'm going to take a look at MMA from a Bellator fan's perspective. On that episode, we discuss Bellator 198, take a look ahead at 199, specifically the final matchup of the first round of the Bellator Grand Prix between Ryan Darth Bader and my man, Niger Stand Up, King Mo Lawal. UFC 224 is scheduled to take place May 12th in Rio de Janeiro. Main card will be on pay-per-view and features women's bantamweight champion Amanda Nunez taking on Raquel Pennington. This fight has been rumored ever since Pennington sent Misha Tate into retirement Ooh, about two years ago now co-main event is phenomenal as well as Kevin Gastelum is scheduled to take on Ronaldo Jacare Souza yeah that should be a really good fight Jacare is coming off of a win I believe Gastelum is too and whoever comes out victorious will likely be in good position to challenge the winner of Romero and Whitaker, which that fight takes place in June. Amanda Bobby Cooper is going to be fighting Mackenzie Dern. A little bit of information. Mackenzie Dern recently left the MMA lab, the place where she's trained her entire MMA career. It was good enough to get her through LFA. It was good enough to get her through Invicta. It was good enough to get her her first victory in the UFC. However, Coach John Kraus said, look, right now you're a little too transient, too back and forth. I would like to have you in a place where you can get the best out of your training and Arizona is not the best place for you because she's back and forth too much between Vegas and L.A. She likes being in L.A. She's able to rest, relax, and uh, unwind a bit better there. So he encouraged her to find some places to train there and let them handle things. So this is going to be interesting, very, very interesting to see how she responds in her first fight camp without the trainers, the people that have been in her ear the entire time. I know she's trained at a couple of different places there in L.A., most notably Black House. So I'm interested in seeing what's going to happen in that fight. John Hansestone Lineker 
is going to be taking on Brian Kelleher. Vitor, the young dinosaur. <laughs> Belfort, that's right, the phenom, supposedly will be having his retirement fight. Supposedly. Allegedly. We'll see. But he's going to be taking on also a vet and also another UFC former light heavyweight champion, also Brazilian, Lyoto the Dragon Machida. And that makes up the main card. On the prelims, you got Cesar Ferreira versus Carl Roberson, Junior Albini taking on Alexi Olenek in a heavyweight fight, Davi Ramos and Nick Hine, Elizu Zaleski Dos Santos, get at me with the pronunciation, anyway, versus Sean Strickland, that makes up the FX portion of the prelims, yeah, the prelims will be on FX this time, not Fox Sports 1, which is understandable, we're in baseball season, and Fox Sports 1 plays a lot of baseball games, the Fight Pass prelims, it's got Warley Alves versus Sultan Aliyev. Talis Leitches taking on Jack Hermanson. And to open everything up, as long as some fights don't fall out, because we know how things work. But as listed currently, Alberto Mena is going to be taking on Ramazan Emiv. Again, we have to wait until next week to see what fights are still on. And at that point, I'll go more in depth regarding the fighters, their ways to win, as well as stating the voices marquee matchup for both the main card and the prelims. Though the top two promotions are inactive this weekend, there are still a lot of fights going on. On Sunday, Ryzen Fighting Federation will pit former UFC title challenger Kyoji Horiguchi versus UFC vet Ian McCall. On that card, you also have UFC and Bellator vet Diego Nunez fighting, as well as UFC vet Darren Crookshank. On Saturday, Fight Nights Global will be headlined by UFC vets Fabio Maldonado and Nikita Krylov. Friday, man, woo, you got so many fights going on. LFA is in Vail, Colorado, where the interim middleweight title will be on the line between Ian Heinz and Gabriel Checo. TKO will have a 13-fight card going on in Quebec City. CES is going to host a card in Westerberry, New York. Their main event will have Bellator and WSOF vet Matt Secor taking on somebody, I don't know, on one uh, outlet. I see Sepulda. On another outlet, I see Renee Fort. I don't know who it is he's fighting, but supposed to be fighting someone. That really isn't the fight with all the buzz, though. 
the fight that's getting all the attention is a fight with a man that has an infamous name, especially in New York, John Gotti the Third. It'll be his second pro fight as he takes on 0-1 Eddie Halls. The fight card that I'll be paying the most attention to, though, on Friday and this weekend is Invicta 29, which takes place just west of me on I-70 in lovely Kansas City. Sarah Kaufman will be taking on Katrina Lerner for the vacant Bantamweight title. That title was vacated by Yana Kuniskaya so that she could go and challenge Cyborg for the UFC featherweight title back at UFC 222. Bianca Diamone came in well overweight for her Bantamweight matchup at 139.6. Uh, and she will be fighting Penny Kienzog and giving up 25% of her purse to do so. The Brazilian is fighting for the first time outside of her native country. And travel could have impacted her cut. Another fight on this card is Barbara Acioli. And like Diamone, she's from Brazil. Like Diamone, she's also making her Invicta debut. And like Diamone, she also missed weight for her bout with Pearl Gonzalez. Although she didn't come in that much heavier as far as the weight limit was concerned. She had to make 126 for the 125-pound flyweight bout, but couldn't quite get down to it and stopped at 126.3, whereas Pearl Gonzalez came in at already 123.8. And everything seemed good as far as the fight was concerned, just like Diamone, she's going to have to give up a portion of her purse. The face-off took place. Aerosoli, or uh, Acioli, sorry, Barbara, reached out her hand, took Pearl Gonzalez's hand, shook it, and then this happened. Five in a round in the flyweight division. Welcome from Brazil, Barbara Acioli. One twenty-six point three for Osceoli, and welcome her opponent, the UFC veteran Pearl Gonzalez. One twenty-three point eight for Pearl Gonzalez. a little chippy at the stare down if you haven't seen the video which I will tweet out via Trackstar Sport so make sure that you're following us on Twitter for that information but Pearl came out as you heard like I said shook the hand of Barbara I'm not going to try to pronounce the last name because I've already forgotten what T.J. DeSantis said, and I butchered it the first go-round. But anyway, shook her hand. They went to stare down. Pearl decided to step in a bit closer, and Pearl always wears uh, 
pearls around her neck whenever she's having her uh, stare downs. It's it's a something that she's been doing for a while. She stepped in, and Barbara's fist was on her pearls. Pearl knocked her fist off, so Barbara decided to punch her in the pearls. It was a glancing blow, nothing major, uh, but enough to give a little heat to this fight and make this something I definitely want to see. So again, Invicta 29 in Kansas City, Missouri. Yeah, that will be the fight card of the many this weekend that I'll be paying the most attention to. To keep up with Trackstar Sports, like the Facebook page, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. New content gets released every day except for Sunday on Anchor.fm. For all the Android users out there, make sure that you subscribe to us through Podcast Republic. For those using iOS, you can do so on Apple Podcasts. Make sure that you join the Debate Fuel Facebook group to talk to your favorite correspondents about sports every single day. Debate Fuel is our flagship show. So for Trackstar Sports, it's our equivalent of Sports Center. You get insightful information about sports and a lot of humor. It's broadcast live on Periscope at 10 a.m. Eastern on Saturday mornings and replays can be seen there as well as wherever you listen to Trackstar Sports. Until next time, it's your man, The Voice, Trackstar Sports MMA correspondent, bringing you the main card, and I'm sounding off.